When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Tuesday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us, 800-282-2882, a wide variety of discussions taking place throughout the course of the program. Um, We've got some fun audio clips, I think, to play you uh, as we go through the course of this third hour. I, I don't know which one is funnier. Like, I love Vivek with Al Sharpton. I like Harold Ford Jr. saying he got seven COVID shots and he still got COVID three times. Three times. And the one that may be the craziest of all of them, Buck, is John Mellencamp saying only one to two percent of black people in America today have a better life than slaves. Um, so we got a bunch of stuff to dive into there. Uh, a lot of you still weighing in. I'll get to a couple of calls, but let's. Which one of those three clips do you? Well, what do you like the most? Here? I, I like. I like. I mean, the Vivek thing is just really funny because. You know, you think back to it, like, was there ever, was ever a time that you got exposed to the media before you were in the media? You know what I mean? I remember. It's a great question. When I was in college, one of my fellow college Republicans ended up on the O'Reilly factor. And man, we thought that was so cool. As a guest? Like speaking on, oh wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, I know. I was like, kind of jealous. Uh, so he was, cause we're all, we're all undergrads. Um, I'm trying to think of, of other times. I remember I got, I got taken to, and Rush gave the keynote speech. I, I always really remember this, but a friend of mine, uh, when I lived in DC and was working the CIA said, Hey, you got to come to this thing. Cause believe it or not, everybody in the CIA knew that I was a lunatic right winger. They said, you got to come to this uh, thing called CPAC. And I was like, wait, what? Like CPAC? I didn't, I was a college Republican for years, but I didn't know about CPAC really. I'd kind of heard about it. And I went and Rush gave the keynote and it was about, it was for, I guess it was 2009. It was Obama's first year in office. 
And he, I mean, he brought the house down. I mean, I don't know if you're, this is the, this is the, I hope Obama fails speech, uh, because of the Obama agenda. And I was sitting there, man, I was walking in and out of the room. I was at a bar at the CPAC. This is when they held it in DC. Everyone was getting lit. We were fired up, man. It was like the moment in Braveheart where they got the blue face paint on. Like we were, we were ready to go. I think there's probably tape out there. Two things that I think I was on uh, television for. I would love to see this. I won a car and a boat in a halftime contest. You know this, right? Haven't I ever told this on the air with what? you? This is I love. I love how Clay just drops this stuff in there. He's like, hey, he's like, I've also got a degree in creative writing. I won a halftime <laughs> so, show. Yeah, I won. So I, when I was in, this was in 2002. So what is that? 21 years ago. I was a first-year law student, about to start the second year of law school, and the opening game was the Tennessee Titans were playing the Philadelphia Eagles. I was in the stands. They came to me, Buck, and they said, hey, do you want to be in the halftime contest? So I'm in shorts, T-shirt, flip-flops. Like, it's September in Nashville. It's hot, so I'm dressed just in the crowd. They bring me out onto the field at halftime, and they put up the jugs machine for people out there who are familiar with this thing, which can send out, you know, like fake, like punts, or you can stand in front of it and like catch footballs. So they set us up to catch on the field of the Tennessee Titans at halftime, 25 yard punts and 40 yard punts. And if you caught both, and I did, so I caught the 25 yard punt, the 40 yard punt out there on the field in flip flops. You got to come back at the end of the year for Monday night football. The Titans were playing the Patriots, and I think there were like eight or nine of us who had qualified all year long. They would bring out three or four people, I don't remember exactly, and we drew a car key out of the helmet at halftime, Monday night football, and then I started, you had to go sit in the in the car and twist your ignition and see whether or not you started the car. So I won a Mercury Mountaineer and a pontoon boat 22 years ago, like a $70,000 prize package. And there should be, I've never seen it. There should be video out there somewhere of not only me winning the prize out there on the Titans field being interviewed, but also Buck as proof of prize, they have to do like a local TV commercial. And so somewhere out there, there is a local TV commercial of me driving up in the car and also towing the the boat and giving like a, a like a finger gun like hey like to the camera. So I did that and then I did which is a crazy story and then I was on when I was at uh, George Washington University as an undergrad they had reliable sources. Do you remember that show? Yeah, sure. And they would have a jury that was supposed to watch the arguments and I was in the jury. So there's probably footage of me on CNN like 20 years ago. I think I so those emailed Crossfire two. to before. This is before I was in the CIA. So I think it was the, when I was waiting to get security clearance right after I graduated. I think I emailed to go to a to go to an audience uh, of Crossfire, and uh, they canceled the show like a week later. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't get to go. We're talking about this all though, uh, because Vivek Ramaswamy in 2003 was at hardball not to be confused with crossfire very different hardball on msnbc where you had chris matthews 
um, who many years later, I actually met at a cocktail party. He had absolutely no idea who I was, which was good because, you know, I think he would have not liked what I had to say about things. Um, hardball Chris Matthews. Al Sharpton is there. We have this audio, right? Vivek is in the audience. He is uh, a college student, and here is what he says, which is getting a lot of play today, including the Washington Post. Play it. Reverend Sharpton, hello. I'm Vivek, and I want to ask you, uh, last week on the show we had Senator Kerry, and this week and, and the week before we had Senator Edwards. And my question for you is, of all the Democratic candidates out there, why should I vote for the one with the least political experience? Well, you shouldn't, because I have the most political experience. <laughs> I got involved in the political uh, movement when I was 12 years old, and I've been involved in social policy for the last 30 years. So don't confuse people that have a job with political experience. Now, can I say a couple? I have a couple quick reactions to this. One is clearly Vivek was a Democrat, which is fine. He's 20, 20 years old or something like that, or 18, 19, something like that. So he was a Democrat, but, you know, people change. Um, uh, two... Uh, it's interesting and people pointing out that he's asking somebody, now this was 20 years ago, but he's asking somebody, uh, about political experience as a hindrance to voting for them. And then three, I'm going to say this. I used, cause I am, I'm a person who likes to hear things. I heard Scalia speak. I heard Al Sharpton speak. I heard Colt, you know, Coulter speak. I heard, I, I went to whatever the, oh big, yeah, the big political speaker, whoever the big political yes. speakers were on campus. And you saw this here at the Reverend Al. Now, the Reverend Al Sharpton is not somebody whose um, political past is anything uh, that, you know, I, I think it's it's pretty bad in a lot of ways. We can talk about that another time. On a stage in front of people, he's very good. He's very entertaining. He's very, he knows how to move the audience. I'm telling you, I disagree with everything he says, but you could see there he turned it around pretty well. So, you can't under some of these Democrats, you know, you don't want to underestimate their ability as much as their policies may be awful. <laughs> their ability to spin it is pretty good. Yeah, I went to GW to your point, Buck. I, there may be footage of me out there going. I would go see anybody uh, of a substantial political name, Democrat, Republican. We were just down the street from the Capitol and obviously from the White House. But I would go watch anybody speak. Uh, and I went to go see a lot of off. I think everybody should. If you're in college and somebody who is a candidate for president, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican or somebody who's candidate for governor or Senate office, comes to your college campus to speak and you get the opportunity to go watch them, I would go regardless of what your politics are. I mean, that's part of being a college kid is being exposed to different ideas. And also, to your point, yes, recognizing that this is my thing with why I think Gavin Newsom is going to be appealing if he ends up the nominee. Because a lot of these wine moms out there are not going to pay attention to all of the awful decisions that he made uh, associated with being governor of California. They're going to look at him. He's going to smile. He's got good hair. Isn't he I like 6'2 or 6'3 as well? Speaking he, about height. He meets their height requirement, yep. right? He's over six feet tall. And by the way, I don't think we have ever elected somebody under six feet tall president, Buck, since television era began. Gavin Newsom is six foot three, Clay. Six yeah. foot three, charming. He's going to have that shirt, you know, like he doesn't wear a tie and he does like three unbuttoned, uh, thing. I'm, I'm scared the next you, time I'm out on vacation, Gavin Newsom is going to be sitting in this chair for a couple of days. I'm just telling you, Gavin Newsom is going to win a lot of these suburban moms. 
because he's going to say, I'm going to preserve your right to abortion. Uh, I'm telling you what he's going to say if he were running against Trump, although the Trump angle is we don't talk. This is weird. Gavin Newsom's ex-wife dates Donald Trump Jr. Is going to marry Donald Trump's son. Yes. Yes. So I actually think Trump and Newsom get along somewhat because of that sort of awkward familial connection. So Trump's step, let me see if I get this right. Trump's stepdaughter-in-law will be the mother of Gavin Newsom's children. Many of them, right? I'm getting that right, correct? Oh, hold on. I got to think that one through, but I'll, it sounds so Kimberly Gulfoyle would be Trump's stepdaughter-in-law. And she would simultaneously be the mother of most of Gavin Newsom's children. So that's a fairly, uh, like, it, they could overlap at Thanksgiving, basically. And I think as a result, they tend to get along well. And even if you go back and look, ask yourself this. Why has Gavin Newsom been ripping Ron DeSantis to the high heavens? He never says hardly anything negative about Trump. Right? I mean, if you actually compare, and I think it's partly based on that familial connection, which is a little bit awkward, but it means that they actually know each other a little bit. So on to the the uh, political component of Vivek's question about experience, because I think, of course, initially everyone goes, oh, well, Vivek is the one without any experience among the Republicans. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, Donald Trump ran without any experience. Is the Republican base now of a mindset where being a career politician is not a it's not a bar. It's not a block from running, but it's a challenge to be overcome when it comes to the presidency. I mean, because you hear people say like, oh, we need to have an outsider. And that's why I'm voting for Trump, to which I still feel like, well, he was president. So I don't know about the outsider role entirely. I mean, he's ideologically and culturally outside of the D.C. swamp, sure. But I don't think, you know, it, he's not like, uh, you know, he's not going to win the rookie of the of the year award. You know, I mean, let's be real. Here's the way I would think about it, Buck. I, I My general answer is I would rather have a successful business person as president of the United States than a career politician. And I'll put it to you this way, because what do you think's harder? Getting elected governor or senator or founding a business that is worth a hundred million or a billion or multi billions. I think it's way, I think you have to work way harder to have success by and large in but capitalism and build something than you I don't, do to I don't get think, elected senator or governor. Yeah. I don't think any, I don't think there'd be much argument. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quibble with that. But what about the skill set crossover? And I know I'm not I'm not saying the skill set yeah. crossover means that a senator is better positioned. Interestingly, Republicans tend to like governors, which is a more executive decision maker yeah. role. Democrats tend to tend to lean for their presidential candidates more toward senators. They like people that are, you know, consensus, collectivist, communist, etc. So, well, I mean, to your point, Buck, in theory, Doug Burgum would be the best of both worlds, right? He founded a billion dollar company built it out of nothing, and he's also been the governor of North Dakota. But he's probably I mean, the guy that people least liked on the stage Wednesday. Other than say, can, we, can, we get, can we send Mediaite that soundbite? Bergam is the best of both worlds, Clay Travis. <laughs> yeah, the headline. By the way, should we take, we'll take a couple of your calls when we come back, because I did tease Teresa in Mesa, Arizona, who was going to respond uh, to a different perspective than Megan in Gilbert, Arizona. I want to get a chance for her to be able uh, to weigh in here. So we'll take a couple of your calls, 800-282-288. Uh, to react as well.
Start earning high yields in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 12% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been filed with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings yielding up to 12% annual interest. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Wheeler, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today for more information. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free. 
GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. All right, welcome back in, everybody. We'll take more of your calls, 800-282-2882. Do we still have all these calls up right now, team? I sometimes... We got them all. Okay. Um, Julian, South Carolina, what have you got for us? I would just like to advise that I think the Republican Party should take uh, the Democrats on the radical position of the late-term abortion and really push that, that, you know, that's actual murder of a baby. And I think that they would, you know, be it would be helpful for them to, to push that fact just as they push the, the Republicans is being, you know, radical for, you know, not wanting abortion. And also, why don't they come up with some sort of a program, um, preventative? Let's educate, let's, let's help these women, um, you know, prevent the pregnancies. I can't imagine it's got to be a traumatic thing to go through. And I don't know why women push for it so much. So why can't we come up with some sort of a program that helps women so they don't have to get to, to the point of having to have abortion? I think everybody out there wishes there were zero abortions, right? That would be a, an amazing utopian world where every pregnancy, every child was wanted from the moment that they first became aware that they were pregnant. Uh, and, and again, I think Nikki Haley asked a great question, and I would encourage any media out there listening, as much time as you spend probing Republican positions on uh, where exactly the line should be drawn – the really radical position that is adopted by every Democrat. Remember, Republicans have a variety of perspectives, and that's, I think, healthy. Every Democrat believes that you should be able to have a 38- or 39-week abortion if you desire it. That's what the entire party voted for. That's radical. That's the crazy position. It's not all of the different perspectives that you heard on the stage Wednesday from the Republican Party. I think you have to fight the branding of the Republican Party is anti-woman. Uh, Teresa in Mesa, Arizona, what you got for us? Yes, I'm a Republican here, and I'm involved uh, politically. I did a lot of door knocking prior to the 22 election, and it was clear that people didn't understand what the Roe v. Wade uh, overturn meant and that it was going back to the state to decide. And with regard to politicians, I'm not saying that politicians, pro-life politicians should reverse their position, but they're one vote. And that's what they should make it clear, that they're one vote and they're going to let the people decide. I think 12 to 15 weeks somewhere in there is what the majority of the people want. And lastly, Lindsey Graham did the Republicans a huge disservice by stating he was going to try to ban abortions completely federally. That was a big problem. Wasn't good politics. I agree with everything that she just laid out, Buck. Um, good call. I appreciate Teresa. Everybody has a variety of perspectives on this. I want to tell you about Tunnel, Tunnel the Towers and the incredible work that they do to help take uh, care of so many people out there that have given their lives uh, on behalf of truth, justice, and everything surrounding protecting us. Uh, Tunnel the Towers Foundation and the Line of Duty programs honors our nation's heroes and their families. 
including Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs. They never forget. 80 runs, walks, climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, barbecues, and the Tunnel of Towers 9-11 Institute. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel of Towers goes to its programs. Charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Correction. All of you diehard Gavin Newsom fans out there letting me know that he did not have children with Kimberly Goldfoy. So it is just the step. Daughter-in-law of Trump is the ex-wife of Gavin Newsom. For those of you keeping score out there with potentially Kimberly marrying, I think they're engaged now, Donald Trump Jr., but she did not have kids with Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom has children with his second wife. So for everybody out there who was on top of the paternity of the different children involved there, I want to make that correction. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, clips, or a couple, I think, that I think you guys are going to enjoy. We'll also close up with some of your calls. But first, Harold Ford Jr. is on the five. He's on Fox News. And there's now a new push, Buck, for everybody to get the new COVID shot, the new and improved COVID shot. And Harold Ford Jr. says this will be, I believe, his seventh COVID shot. And that hasn't stopped him from getting COVID at least three times. Listen. I think the message from him is get the shot if you want. I if will. If you want it, don't, go ahead. Don't okay. get it. I won't wear a mask, but I'm going to get the shot. You are? How, what number shot is this for you? I've had it every t- So I'm, I do <laughs> one in October. I have one in April. How many? In What's the total? So this yeah. will be my seventh. Oh. <laughs> and I've had COVID three times. Coming up. <laughs> I think he's having some fun with it. I don't think he's really on seven. I think he's probably on four, right? I don't, I don't I think there have been seven the shots. Numbers. Unless there were people, we you know, we're supposed to forget this now because the science. But there were people who were just getting multiple oh, yeah. boosters just because, like, they, you know, they thought, like, hey, you know, if, if one Tylenol is good, five must be great, which don't do that. That's very, very dangerous. Um, but, you know, like, they were just taking lots and lots of the shots. Oh, I mean, there was that one woman who bragged about getting, like, 35 of them. And I think they even had to come out and say, hey, if you've gotten, you know, <laughs> stop getting all the shots, leave some shots for the rest of us, shots. man. Yes. No kidding. Uh, all right. So that's funny. I don't know how many total shots Harold Ford Jr. has gotten. I think it's funny that he won't wear a mask, but he'll keep getting shots. Um, and then uh, this is maybe the craziest thing that I've seen all week. John Cougar. Is that his real name? Cougar Mellencamp? Is that his uh, middle you're, name? you're asking the wrong guy. I, I, I do not celebrate his whole catalog. I do not uh, know. Uh, All right, John Cougar Mellencamp, I believe, went on Bill Maher, and he made maybe the craziest argument I've heard in the month of August. It's weird. It's still weird to me you haven't been on the Bill Maher show. I I don't know. That that doesn't make any sense to me. That's weird. They never invited me on I've been on on twice. It's fun. You should do it. It's a good, you'd have a good time. Not, not only have I never been on, I had the PR team for the book when I was going around and doing everything proactively reach out to the Bill Maher show and say, hey, Clay's a fan of the show. He'd be happy to come on. No invite. So I don't know. Uh. The same thing to The View. The View didn't want me either. So, uh, but. Wait, did you, did you pitch going on The View? Oh, I, I had my staff pitch going on The View. I thought it would be tremendous television. When the book uh, was coming phenomenal. out, you know, it'd be you pitch. phenomenal. If they, if they really cared about ratings, they would do this once in a while just to, just to see what would happen if they, you know, flipped the switch and caused the meltdown right there. Like, why not? 
What if I went on wearing a mask and said that I was disappointed they weren't wearing a mask and I took the virus way more seriously than them? I mean, I like think just I think it's I character. would find it hilarious. There would be there would be a deathly silence from all of them. How dare you make masking into a joke? What if I wore my mask, brought out five additional masks, and requested that them all put the mask on so we could take the virus seriously during our interview? That I, would I do be think, amazing. It would be amazing. Me. I do think one of the only ways to deal with this in places where you're going to have to get people that go, uh, this is true. There was someone in my building, it was like actually a couple, in my midtown Manhattan apartment building, and they would wear, um, they were foreign, uh, and they would wear like a, ha- a full hazmat kind of suit. I don't even know what you'd call it, but it looks like if somebody was going into in like the movie Outbreak or something where they're yeah. going near the Ebola and they have the people in the suit head to toe, they were wearing that to go in and out of the building just because they felt like it. So if you wore that, you'd be in a position to be like, I'm sorry. I'm glad one of us takes the virus seriously I don't, I don't and they know wouldn't the know answer. what to say. That is really funny too. How does the, I, I don't know, how does the air circulate in a hazmat suit? I, I, I don't even know. I mean, you're asking I mean, I, I just, that. I don't even, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, the really, the really internal. serious ones have an air supply almost like, uh, if you were going, you know, scuba diving, there's a, there's right. a, an, an internal air supply. But to did them. they have that? What I'm saying is like, I'm trying to figure out, like, wouldn't there have to be natural air circulation in most, even of those suits? Yeah. I th- yeah. They weren't, there was no, I did not. I did not see them carrying their own breathing apparatus yeah. or like a rebreather, I think, is what you have in scuba. Um, they they just were wearing the suit head to toe. It was like a beekeeper suit, but, you know, for COVID. Uh, here's another one. So this is John Cougar Mellencamp on the Bill Maher Show. They won't have me on the Bill Maher Show. Maybe he doesn't have good cell phone reception like Mike Pence. Maybe he wasn't able to actually get the email uh, where my publicist said, Clay, be happy to come on. John Cougar Mellencamp went on. Rocker extraordinaire and said only one to two percent of black people in america live better than slaves did back during the time of slavery he actually said this listen i would say that the playing fields are a lot better than the cotton fields that's what i would say about that maybe i'm crazy john but it seems like making no money as a slave picking cotton was it was not as good as playing left field for the yankees i mean i'm sure there were you know reasons why dave winfield has some notes against steinbrenner i'm sure there is one or two percent of black people in america who have a better life Oh, stop. That's what you think? One or two percent? Okay, let's say ten percent. I'm just pulling a number out of my ass. I did not know it was possible, really, to be dumber than I thought celebrities and musicians could be. Like, I thought I kind of was at the absolute lowest expectation. John Cougar Mellencamp has exceeded my super low expectations for the stupidity of famous people. I didn't know it was possible to be that dumb, honestly. Imagine arguing that black people today, only a small percentage of them are better off than during the time of slavery. This to me is, is, is emblematic of what the woke white liberal has come to believe. And we can make fun of John Cougar Mellencamp as well we should for this opinion. But this opinion is actually not that uncommon. I mean, this is the whole idea behind the essence of the 1619 project is that due to systemic racism, there are a lot of people who would argue there's no difference between 2023 and 1953 or 1913 or 1863, to which I would say you have to be a complete and utter imbecile 
to not understand the trajectory of history. And I'm not I saying know, I think it's perfect. I think it's a delusion. It's delusional. Yeah. Delusional is the word you have to use. It's di- it's a disconnect from reality. It's a, a lack of of an anchoring in the most basic perception and uh, and lived experience, if you will, of of what it means to be an American walking around every day in this country. You you it's essentially crazy. You actually have to be crazy in this area to believe that that is true. It's, you know, the same, it's like if people really think that, uh, you know, the world is going to end every day. Well, you can't really convince them that it's not going to end tomorrow. But if they really convince themselves of this, that's a delusion. This is a delusion. And unsadly, it's a delusion that a lot of left wingers have. I mean, we get ripped all the time for what people on the right believe. And it's always talked about the amount of lies and craziness that the left believes. But 69% recently of, of Democrats believe that Russia hacked the 2016 election oh, sh- and yeah. changed the outcome of the vote tallies. Well, you have to remember though, he, he is responding at some, at some level, uh, Mellencamp is responding to the social incentives that are in place from the Democrats and the, you know, prevailing uh, you know, cultural standards out there whereby as long as he's trying really hard to talk about how bad racism it is, it doesn't matter how stupid he sounds. Do you know what I yeah. mean? As, as long as he says the most extreme thing about how bad racism is today, it doesn't matter how moronic it sounds because the intent is to obey the dictate that you have to say we're so racist and it's so horrible in this country. Remember, too, I mean, I give credit to Bill Maher because he's trying to ridicule this by saying, you know, I think left fielders. Why, why do you have this the, guy on? Well, why is he on his show? Just say probably because he's famous. But he's not really anymore. Sorry, I, boomers. I no one camp was never expert. that good. I'm not an expert in this. But the argument that he made, Buck, and I, I think this is important. Colin Kaepernick made the same argument in a big Netflix special. I think you saw this clip, and I, yeah, I think yeah. you didn't see it out there. Many people the, did. The, yeah. They have a slave auction that they are showing on the documentary that Netflix aired. They paid Colin Kaepernick millions of dollars for, and they turned the slave auction into the NFL combine where football players are being measured and weighed, and they say, see, we're basically the same thing. This is modern-day slavery. And, of course, the immediate response to that is, if modern-day slavery pays millions of dollars a year, Sign me up. That sounds like a job that is, uh, is, is, is pretty good. I don't remember. I could have missed it. I don't remember slaves buck having free agency. I don't remember like you being able to put your name like, Hey, I'm tired of working here. I'm going to put my name out into the larger marketplace and see how much more money I can go to work somewhere else. Right. I mean, this is so laughably absurd, but it is an article of faith on the left in this country that we really haven't evolved and gotten better in any way. And that we're basically still dealing with modern day slavery issues. Again, for Mellencamp, he thinks it's, it's better and safer socially for him to, to go so far in this direction that any rational person thinks he's a moron than to be insufficiently anti-racist in any comment. This, this doesn't, he's not worried about this at all. But if he said, yeah, I think we've actually made a lot of progress. The country's getting along better. Uh, you know, happy to see that there's, you know, more opportunity. And, and more, um, you know, equality under the law in this country than we have ever seen previously, which would certainly be true. A lot of, a lot of people on the left would go after, no one on the left is going to go after him for this. 
they're not going to necessarily like agree with it because it is moronic beyond words, but they're not going to not going to tear him down over it. So he's responding to the incentives as a as a Democrat as they exist. What was was his song uh, American Pie? Right? Isn't that the? That's a great song. Is that his song? Bye think... bye American. Oh God, I'm sorry. Oh gosh, I should have asked this. Uh, what the, is? Don... Oh, my bad. Just, my bad. Don McLean. On that, sorry on that opinion because I saw Jack and oh Jack and Diane's a good song. Okay, that's his best song. That's a good song. I mean, he's got one. He's got one. I even th- I thought it was the American Pie song. So I was like, at least that's a really good song. But anyway, it's not, Jack neither. And Diane's a good song. It's a staple of late night bar uh, play. I would say. Just just saying. You don't even like Jack and Diane? Give the guy a little Jack, credit. I don't even know what Jack and Diane is. You don't know the song Jack and Diane? I would if you played it, but I'd have to. I know, mean, it's ca- Jack and Diane is in the song. So if you don't like, I I, I can't believe you would miss this one. I mean, maybe we'll come back and we'll play it so I can actually hear it. That would be a good way to go. We like sponsors who look after you, who want what's best for you. Our friends at Chalk exemplify that. They formulate and provide best-in-class all-natural supplements that provide you nutrients to increase your energy levels. Their male vitality stack and their female vitality stack are two of their most popular products. Chalk's male vitality stack has a leading ingredient proven in studies to increase a man's testosterone level by 20% in just three months' time. Without realizing it, so many guys these days are contending with diminishing levels of testosterone due to diet, stress, and any number of other variables. And their female vitality stack is formulated to provide a healthier hormone balance for women. Both come highly recommended and are a great value. You're going to find them online at chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Chalk is spelled with a Q, so C-H-O-Q.com. Save yourself 35%. Off any chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. That's chalk, chalkchoq.com. Use my name, Buck, for 35% off. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits 
that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Ah, so that's the that's the song. This is Jack and Diane. Yeah, you've heard this. I mean, this yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. I'm Clay. I am an American. I've heard it. You know, come I on. I think this is probably like one of the most popular. I would say twenty songs for late night bar patrons. Right? If you were out in Nashville and you were on Broadway, yeah. even though it's a country music town, this song would play almost a hundred percent chance by the band on the stage. Yeah, and I mean, would you go got, crazy. I I think the ultimate closing time songs for the bar. You obviously have Bon Jovi living on a prayer, which if you're at a bar and people are drunk and it's one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, it's going to come on. Journey, don't stop don't, believing. Don't I think stop you turn believing. that one on before you turn the lights on and tell everyone to go home and to clean up their mess. Um, I, Jack and Diane. Sweet yeah. Caroline is up there. Well, Sweet that Caroline. one you just yeah. It's apparently the drunker you are, the more fun it is to sing "Sweet Caroline." That's yes. the rule. So yeah, and to pretend you're playing the the cymbals. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yep. no, that's I a that's there. a staple. Um, Journey's a staple. Um, if you're surrounded, any woman who ever gets married, uh, all my sisters and me, it's like every sorority's theme song. You ever been in a wedding? Like. Oh, this is our song. Yeah, every sorority that's ever existed in 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 mankind. Single ladies from Beyonce brings yeah. out every woman. We didn't have sororities at my college because I chose poorly, apparently. So there was no there <laughs> Did were no you have sororities. They were they abolished them soon after I graduated. They were off campus and uh, sketchy. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was I mean, I I'd probably threw the best parties if they were off campus and and they did. not necessarily they were, in the in the in the straight and narrow in terms of being allowed by the university. It's probably where everybody went to for the parties. It is. That was kind of the the off campus, out of view of the college social life was what everybody wanted, which was why they got rid of it and basically threatened everybody with expulsion if you continue to be a part of them. So, do you remember, by the way, my first agent in? 
uh, in media, you were his RA. <laughs> at Amherst. I told you this, right? Have I not told you this? My first agent, he might be listening uh, right yeah. now, Josh Santry, he was at CAA, uh, you know, now he is, uh, he is on the agency side, like reps a lot of different people. He was a baseball player at Amherst and he was, you were his RA, like his freshman or sophomore year. Vague rem- vague memory of this. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Good yep. guy. Nice fellow. Yes. Nice fellow. So, uh, what else do we have here? Well, I think we hit everything that I said I was going to hit off the top here. Uh, we talked to suburban moms. We talked about Biden's corruption. And by the way, do you, how many email addresses have you, I've never had a, a burner email address. I've never had a burner like fake Twitter account. I think I'm too conceited to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. Like I, if I'm going to say something, I want credit or the blame for it. It seems really weird to me that Biden would have a burner email address that he's sending 5,400 emails from. Yeah, I think there's something there. Um, and you have to remember that Hillary got into all of this trouble because she was trying to effectively hide private correspondence in email, and that's why she set up the server. So there was a sensitivity to this that was going on. And remember, she did that. Wait, she would have been Secretary of State while Biden was VP. Which makes me wonder, is somebody giving them the advice to do this? Because it seems like a... Strange thing to come up with on your own. Oh, this way you can try to avoid these emails ever being discoverable. I think there's something more here, Buck, and I think the Biden crime family is in major trouble. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.